Chicago Lighthouse Media presents The Unseen Show Hosted by Sandy Morillo, Brett Shishkoff, and Michael Collin This has always been very fascinating uh, The media's representation of people with disabilities In this case, I don't know of too many people with disabilities who are actors Guys, were to go to a movie that had an actual blind actor, actress playing a lead in a movie about a blind person, would that be a big deal emotionally for you guys? Welcome everyone to a new edition of The Unseen Show. I am Sandy Murillo. I'm uh, Jose Martinez, filling in for Brett Shishkoff. And Mike Colley. Well, everyone, today, unfortunately, Brett isn't feeling well. And so we have, as we heard, Jose Martinez, who has been our interim engineer here on The Unseen Show. How are you, Jose? I'm doing just fine. Good. It's nice to know that uh, I get a mic this time. I, it, doesn't it feel <laughs> great? I get a real mic. It's, I'm not, I'm not um, uh, Baba Booey anymore. Just popping <laughs> in whenever. <laughs> Well, welcome to the show, Jose. Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. How are you, Mike? I'm doing well, Sandy. You know, just coming back fresh off the weekend and... Beautiful weather. Beautiful weather. I was at the Cubs game last night enjoying it, so... How was it? It was beautiful. I mean, couldn't beat the weather. The game could have been better, but yeah, can't but beat the least, weather. <laughs> the weather was great, so that's what counts. Yeah, you know, I, I could see uh, that must have been a packed house yesterday. Oh, yeah. There was, you know... It's been a it's been a long hard spring, so I feel like the people were out in droves yesterday. It was it was packed to the gills. Well, and the funny thing, Mike, is that I know besides you, I know about at least three three or four other people that were uh, at Wrigley yesterday. So, you know, people were definitely getting out there and enjoying the the weather. Hopefully, the game to a certain extent as well, but mostly the weather. <laughs> Who were they the playing? The Colorado Rockies. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it was mostly it was mostly the weather. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame them. Well, everyone, today we are actually talking about a interesting topic. I know that for me, this has always been very fascinating: uh, the media's representation of people with disabilities. Uh, specifically, I know Mike, Jose, and I. We were just talking about some of the movies that um, include characters who are blind or characters with other disabilities. Which there, there are a myriad of movies that include characters. It's just too bad that most of them, I don't think any of them actually, were played by actors with those disabilities, except for A Quiet Place, right? Yeah, so I recently came across an article, Jose, that discusses how A Quiet Place, it has a character who is deaf, and the nice thing in my opinion, I think this is really awesome, is that that particular character is actually played by an actor, or an actress, rather, who is deaf. And I wonder how um, wonder how much of a career she had before that. Just because, you know, in, in this case, I don't know of too many people with disabilities who are actors as well. I think it's a area that is slowly starting to emerge, Jose. I know that a few years back here, we had Sammy Grant, who herself, she is 
visually impaired. She has a mm-hmm. very severe visual impairment. But um, she's a dialect coach. She is also an actress. And that's something that she would always, we would always talk about with her, about how she had several roles here in local theaters, performances. Mm-hmm. But in general, at least in my experience, and I don't know what you both of you have seen, but there really isn't many, there really aren't many actors in Hollywood with disabilities that I'm aware of. I mean, I'm not, I, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head at least. The only other one that I can think of, and if I get this name wrong, then <laughs> forgive me, uh, Rinko Hakushi, I think that's one. Kakushi or Hakushi. Maybe I'm, I'm putting the stress in the wrong place, but it was in the movie Babel. Mm-hmm. It was uh, directed by, what is it, Iñerido. Uh, that was his last name. He was a Mexican director, and he did Amores Perros. And he directed this movie back in 2006, and so it took place in various parts of the world. And one of the stars, which was that, you know, that um, woman that I mentioned. Sure. She's Japanese, and so she plays the role of a deaf character Mm -hmm. from Japan. And she is actually deaf, is that correct? I'm not sure. That's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) I thought she was, but, you know, I haven't seen that movie in such a long time that I'm... I'm not really sure. Well, I mean, but he's a he's a famous director. He's won an Oscar, hasn't he? Inurito? Didn't he win for Birdman or something like I, that? I think so. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he did. Well, I have to ask you guys, you know, because you always hear about whitewashing in Hollywood and how people of different ethnicities get angry when, you know, they have a white character either playing a character where the source material, it's a different, uh, the, the person is of a different ethnicity or something like that. Would Would you guys feel similarly if, you know... In movies, then people are playing blind people. It usually is someone who is sighted, who probably has to go through extensive training to learn how to act blind. Speaking of which, I I YouTubed that once <laughs> just you? to see what kind of characteristics they considered acting blind. So I thought, okay, this is what you got to do so that you don't act blind. This was maybe five years ago. Sure, <laughs> I think I gave up. <laughs> <laughs> was was it that hard, Jose? Or <laughs> <laughs> it was it was more like whenever I went to people and they were just like, "No, you don't have to do any of that because people already know you're blind, so don't even worry about it." I'm just like, "That's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for something objective. I don't need your opinion." The whitewashing, you know, I I feel like it's it's kind of the the Barack Obama effect. With that, it's like we can say that he was the first black president mm-hmm. even though he's mixed right. so what would you rather have no representation of disabilities or in the beginning would you rather have somebody who you know does their research and actually pays respect to the disability in question and does a good job would you rather have an actor who's doing that or just not have that role at all no for me totally i would rather have the actor that has researched the role on how to act, how to use maybe even some of the techniques that we mm-hmm. as blind people use. That I've always been, one of my biggest pet peeves, I guess, if you will, is when we see characters that just act in a stereotypical type of way when it comes mm-hmm. to blindness. You mm-hmm. know, like 
shuffling down the street, um, wearing worn-out clothing. You know, because I think that that sends a bad impression, really, to the uh, public that's watching out there, to the audience. So, no, I'm, again, I'd rather have the... it, it Eventually, I think that we should have blind actors yeah, playing of blind characters. But in the meantime, we should have actors that do their research and do the roles right. Yeah, and I mean, to Jose's point, you can't affect change without it starting somewhere. Absolutely. It's much more important to, to have the representation and then to affect the change than to avoid it altogether. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the, so you've got one thing, like... The blind guy in Step Brothers, who was a stereotype. Yeah. He was, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, the guy with the neighbor with the dog. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. yes. Yep. The one with yep. the dog. And he sees the, uh, you know, he sees them coming out and he's like, hey, how you doing? Can I touch your face? With oh, the my new gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and some I, people, I absolutely hate that. Some people I know got offended by that. I thought it was funny. I thought it was hilarious because I, I could tell it's like, Okay, he's here to represent a stereotype. He's not here. He's here for comic relief. He's not mm-hmm. here to, you know, to make a statement about being blind. And then then you have J.K. Simmons, who in Growing Up Fisher, I thought, mm-hmm. did a good job oh, at representing yes. the guy. No, and that that's a good point, Jose, though. Like, I get it if, if the movie or show is trying to bring across a, a comedy point or something. Like, that is fine. You know, I get that maybe in that example, the guy touching the people's face, you know, I would have found it hilarious. I've never had that happen to me. No, not <laughs> yet, With a number of blind people and I've never <laughs> no, had but, that happen to but, me. But, but <laughs> when Jose mentioned that, I actually did think of a time that someone asked me, they're like, so do you know people by touching their face or because that, that's on TV all the time. Mm-hmm. So is that, you know, they asked me if that was really true. And I'm like, no, not really. That actually happened to me the one time it happened to me in high school. And uh-huh. I, I touched this girl's face and I thought, wow, you know, you're very brave to let me touch your face. You've got some <laughs> acne going on. I'm thinking this, you know, <laughs> like you think because I can't see that I'm not going to judge. You. Obviously, I'm not going to. But wow, that, that's uh, that took some courage. <laughs> uh, you know, that's the other different. thing, because another point that you guys made, you know, there could be the gamut where you do have the more dramatic acting where you do you know as long as they're portraying the character correctly you appreciate them doing their best to get it right and then there is obviously the more stereotypical comedic outtake on it like i'm always reminded of dave Chappelle and robin hood men in tights <laughs> his character blinken was just kind of the blind guy but he was always just standing in the wrong place right. or doing the wrong thing and it wasn't i don't think it was ever meant to be offensive it was just a comedic way to drive plot to have this blind guy who's sort yeah. of Oh, he's exactly. in the wrong place. Is that where the word blink came from? <laughs> from his character? I don't know. I I mean, it. I didn't even know about that one. Yeah, they call him Blinken in the movie. Blinken, wow. Huh? Okay. Very interesting. Yeah. No, but Jose, do you remember when that movie Blindness came out? I never saw it. I remember the uproar over it, yeah, over the that, book. Yeah, that's exactly movie, what I was going to say. But I never saw it. No, I, I didn't either. Like you said, there was a, a significant uproar uh, with many people that um, their main concern was how the movie would, uh, how blindness rather would be portrayed yeah. in the movie and in the book. 
Yeah, and you know what's interesting about that is, is that if we think about it, we're we are one of many minorities in this country, and so everyone, every group in this country has its strengths and its weaknesses. Absolutely. Every group seems to have a card to play when appropriate or maybe inappropriate at times. And so that was a blind people's moment at that time to some. It was like, hey, this movie is misrepresenting us. We we don't want it to be allowed. You know, and it's I stayed out of it mostly because I, it didn't affect me that much. No, I wasn't, not me either. I, I, I was curious. Right. I really didn't affect you, me. But yeah, but you didn't end up seeing it either, did no, you? No, no, I didn't. That just shows how curious I was. Right. I guess. <laughs> what was it about, like a that that there was a virus going on, and if you got hit with it, then you became blind, right? And if you yes, didn't... and that um, like uh, the entire city or village became blind, or yeah, something around those lines that they became blind, and there was only one person that knew Braille or. So oh, yeah, wow. it's, it's been a while. You know, so I guess, can't was, recall exactly. Was that Mark Ruffalo who knew Braille? <laughs> 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 Most <laughs> likely, no. <laughs> well, there's also the 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 point of representation. You know, there everybody is making a big deal about, especially I feel like with superhero movies and stuff now. You know, you have your first female lead, your first African American mm-hmm. lead, and it's you know for younger people or even for older people, you know, a huge thing for them to see an idol that represents them in the big screen. I mean, if you guys were to go to a movie that had an actual blind actor, actress playing a lead in a movie about a blind person, would that be a big deal emotionally for you guys? I'd be curious. Curious. Yes. I would be curious to see how it was and, and to watch the movie and yeah. Yeah. I would definitely be curious, but if it's a movie that, um, Maybe I found particularly interesting if it covered like a plot that I'm interested in or if I'm very into uh, drama and comedy movies. So maybe if it were one of those, besides being curious, I would watch it even if the, you know, actor um, wasn't blind, the actor that was playing the blind character. Mm -hmm. But no, more so definitely if it was the blind actor playing the blind character. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, as someone who has never had to deal with an issue in representation in Hollywood, being a straight, white, (laughs) male person, (laughs) you know, it's it's just something that, you know, I would be curious about because it is a cool thing that this, you know, this deaf actress has this, you know, obviously the plot of the movie calls for the characters to recognize that they're not speaking, they're only speaking in sign language because of circumstance. But, you know... I feel like the deaf community really sort of embraced the idea that one of them was in it. And it was a whole representation thing that people were proud of, you know. And I would think or at least hope that the blind community would do the same whenever something similar to that happens. Speaking of blind versus deaf, I don't have firsthand knowledge of the deaf side, hard of hearing side, um, whatever politically correct term there is for that. Mm -hmm. I don't have firsthand knowledge of it, but I keep hearing that. People get a sense that the quote-unquote deaf community seems to band together more than the blindness community. I have heard that several times as well. Like, it seems like they, oh, I don't know, maybe they they watch out for each other more. They're like, um, 
you know, maybe like a pair, like a pack of women going to the bathroom, like they're always together in groups or something. That's what I hear. Okay, so <laughs> well, and there's a the whole thing. I've never heard that. There's a whole thing um, known as deaf culture, as mm-hmm. well. And you know, correct me, Jose, but I haven't heard of such a thing in the blindness. Uh, well, we, we, we talk about it. I've heard people say it. I say, I talk about the blind community because right. there are some people that hang out with each other or exclusively yeah. with blind people. Yeah. I try to integrate myself as much as possible. Um, but I feel like there, I feel like people here, because of various degrees of blindness, probably feel like they got to work for themselves. They got to think about themselves first. There are definitely clicks. Here and there, that does happen. But uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I think. Okay, here's the thing, right? Many groups, if if they see that one of their own is being attacked, mm-hmm. is being hurt, prosecu- persecuted, or sure. whatever, they'll probably stand up for them. Yeah. In most cases, and I've seen it here with blind people, but not as much. And you know what? Um, if we want to have something for representing representation's sake if we want to do something like that i mean it's good to start slow and also to just because you know what's going to happen and this is i have an idea of what might happen let's say we get somebody who is blind who has a leading role or even mm-hmm. a supporting mm-hmm. role in a movie yeah how many people are going to talk about them and praise them because they're blind and they're acting versus you know, I don't think he, I didn't like the role that they gave him mm-hmm. or her. I don't like that role that they gave them, but uh, I respect them as a blind person. Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's, that's an interesting point. And yeah. you talked, you touched on it earlier, Jose, that there's that, there's the difference between kind of letting a disability be the reason that, you know, someone, you know, that would cause people to band together and kind of hang out in groups or cliques as opposed to, like you said, I mean, I feel like everybody's trying once is 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 mainstream. So mm-hmm. it's you don't want to be defined and judged by your disability. You want to be accepted for it and included for it. Absolutely. Like it's an interesting thought process that you bring up that people. Oh, he's so brave. She's so brave to be an actress when everybody, every kid wants to be an actor and actress at some point. So then what if the blind actor or actress, what if they acted awfully? But yet, still, people praise them for. Her. Yeah. Oh, he's blind. He could act. That's so inspirational. Which, unfortunately, we hear the inspirational talk. Look at time. Stevie Wonder. Yeah. People complain about him. Um, you know, him stimming himself, mm-hmm. moving left and right, and you know, getting into the music. Those, which yeah. I, I have musician friends who are sighted who move around yeah. and who sway and who yeah. do everything. Yeah. But to some, it's 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 an affront to. You know, their dignity because it's like, oh, you know, he's he's making us look bad. Those blindisms. Yeah. Or what do they call them? Like yeah, they call it a blindism. What's a, what's a blindism? So it's basically like we said, you know, if someone is, is rocking or swaying. Um, Have you seen this before, Mike, from anyone, any of uh, any employees? No names mentioned, obviously. Have you seen it where it was like. Maybe he's moving left Rocky, and right, back forward, and back, forward. I don't yeah. think I have. Okay. Because <laughs> okay. it, it can happen from time to time. And it's the idea that um, people, 
who can't see don't have any visual stimulation to distract them. Mm. I don't know why hearing doesn't replace it because, um, especially outside, there's a lot of stuff going on. Oh my gosh, a ton, a ton. You know, but uh, oh, I've never noticed that. That's interesting. I think it's more common though, like in younger kids that maybe okay. were born blind or lost their sight um, early on in life. I know my parents didn't let me have none of that stuff. So they, you know, if I ever started with those blindisms, they they, they made sure they got rid of those habits right away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, Mike, you don't see me rocking at my I desk. I don't. Right I don't think I've ever seen Sandy okay. rock at her okay. desk. Good. Well, I, well, maybe she was jamming out or something. I just wasn't. <laughs> I didn't know what she had on of those headphones of hers, but... <laughs> She was talking to me the whole time. Uh, that's probably it, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's um, you know, that's another thing too. With with um, if you were to have a blind actor, um, what can they? How can they get themselves under control? Not blindisms right, per but se, but how can they? How do they know what their facial expressions are doing? Yeah. Right. Is this somebody who was born blind? Is somebody who was sighted and then lost? That's mm-hmm. the thing. It's something to differentiate because if you lose your sight and you've seen long enough, you still have memories. Right. You still know about body language right. that you've observed with yes. your eyes. Yep. You still know all that. Somebody who was born blind had to be told everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or taught or something like that. They just had to be taught. And so would that be a barrier? I don't I still think that you could very easily convey emotion with your voice. It's easy to tell when someone's happy or sad or anxious just by the way they talk. And obviously with any actor there would be, you know, prompts and scripts and such that would do that. But I don't know. I, I guess I wouldn't I wouldn't realize it if I could hear it in the voice that I wasn't getting the corresponding sort of facial or bodily cues you know what i mean but then what if what about those people who use the opposite expression those people who are smiling yet who are are angry sounding Mm. and they do it for effect they do it for sarcasm yeah Mm. yep you know yeah it's like you it's almost like you have to have a certain mindset in order to pull it off if you can't see Mm -hmm. because i mean it's been proven from several different ways. It's been proven that facial expressions are universal. Oh, yes. So you have to control it with your attitude. Interesting. I guess I never really thought about that whole the whole particulars of it. But it, I would assume that an actor would have some form of training. You know? I saw something like that. Um, some exercises, like to exercise at different facial muscles and... I found a video of it, but I didn't actually watch it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there there is training, and that I mean that I think was just for the sighted. That's what I was going to ask: is it for blind or sighted? You think it was for sighted? We're not there yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. IMO, we're not there yet with the whole because I think blind people, as a majority, are still just trying to make it on their own. Yeah. That yeah. not too many care about social integration. Please correct me if I'm wrong, people. I would like to be corrected if I am wrong. It's just what I've seen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we obviously work in a place where we're, you know, we work side by side, day in and day out. Mm -hmm. People who are sighted, people who are blind, Blind. visually impaired, disabled, the whole gamut. 
so you know, I guess you know, the, I mean, the world as a whole probably has a, a little bit of a ways to go, right? Oh, absolutely. What do you see happening in the future? Do you see it moving any further? Do you see it going forward with uh, you know, with more representation? One can only hope. I have to assume so. I mean, the trend in Hollywood, you know, they they take such backlash whenever that they're accused of this, that, or the other, you know, and the call from people. And I think that the the box office and the money is is proving that by giving people a chance and representing people the way that they're supposed to be represented pays off in the back end. That it nobody wants to go see, you know, a movie that's based on something that's you know, Asian related with a bunch of white people running around. And and I think the box office backs that up, that people see that and they're turned off by that when there's plenty of skilled available actors. I have to imagine there is a pool of actors from every single walk of life, right? I would say so. Yeah. yeah. I, would say so. I mean, so I have to imagine that it's moving in the right direction. Well, and I'm sure that even social media nowadays... We see things about diversity all the time. I don't know if you guys saw recently that um, Gerber, they actually featured the first baby uh, with Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. So I think that, or I can at least hope that hopefully things like that will encourage uh, more diversity and have more blind actors and actresses. In Hollywood. We have Barbie that comes in all shapes, sizes, yeah. and yeah. abilities and disabilities yeah. now. Yeah. Did or they... was it the brats that do it? it? I think it's Barbie that... Well, I know they have different representations, but I'm not sure about disability. Yeah, I um, thought I saw something about a Barbie with a cane. Yeah. Or a wheelchair or Bar- something. Right. So a, dis- uh, a blind Barbie, what, <laughs> what kind of accessories does blind Barbie come with? A cane, a cane, guide dog, or a braille display. I was going to say, I don't know, <laughs> a Perkins braille writer like the. Hey, that's little... a perfect weapon. I, I was don't endorse say... that, but you know it's going to happen. <laughs> Blind woman outside uh, needs something for self defense. Carrying a Perkins brailler, somebody uh, comes up and looks suspicious. She's probably thinking, "I have this brailler here. It's heavy." <laughs> It can do something. It can defend me. Can you, I mean, this is a little late in the discussion for this, but I'm going to throw it anyway. Can you just relate to me what it's like to watch a movie as as people who are blind? Hmm. Should you go first or should I? Hmm. Where should we start? Well, it depends on the movie, Mike, at mm-hmm. least for me. If it's a movie, like I said, I do like watching drama movies. They do have a lot of dialogue most of the time. Yeah. So... About 90% of the time, I can follow along through the dialogue. If someone is walking down the street and maybe I hear them referencing, saying that they're going to meet Joe at his house or whatever, right? then I kind of assume that they're walking towards Joe's house. Okay. But there are some other movies where I might use audio description, Mm -hmm. uh, which is basically a narrator in the background describing what's going on, what the characters are wearing, their facial expressions, um, etc. How about you, Jose? How do you go about it? It's about the same. I mean, I watch movies for the soundtracks mm-hmm. because I don't get anything out of the visuals. Um, I, more and more now, people are including audio descriptions yes. on the official discs and in iTunes purchases. Yep. 
I think Amazon does as well. Yeah, they started to. Okay, recently. that's good. Uh, Hulu does not no. yet, right? Mm-mm. Okay. So what I tend to do is, I mean, if the movie has a lot of dialogue, then it's easier. Um, I tend to, I laugh at radio dramas because a lot of us <laughs> that I know of love radio dramas because there's no choice. Right. You mm-hmm. have to describe what is going on. on. Right. But to me, it's to the point of excessiveness. But you have to do it because there's nothing to see. But because I'm so used to movies, I saw the Star Wars radio drama and, you know, Darth Vader is telling Princess Leia, you're going to pick up those droids pieces and give them to me. And I'm just like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that's going to happen. You don't have to bash me over the head with it. (laughs) So... I'm just in my head, Pop. There's there's a movie uh, called Drive. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. Mm, I think it was no. Nicholas Winding Refn made it, and it was uh, um, a movie that only had like 12 lines of dialogue, like a two-hour movie with basically no dialogue. Oh, so wow. would that, if you're listening to the audio description of that, would that just be like boring? Like the road ahead, the trees are on the right, but there's no dialogue. There, there are just some movies that. Mm-hmm. We don't make as much sense to watch with descriptions yeah. and depend on it. Um, that might be one if there ever was a description for it. I mean, if you don't fall asleep with the narrator. That's the thing. <laughs> um, Wally. Mm-hmm. There's another one that does not have that much talking in it at all. It's like 90 minutes and then maybe what? Like a half hour's worth of talking? Yeah, it's, mm. yeah, it's you robot. need descriptions yeah. for that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, have you seen any silent films, Sandy? Like any ones with descriptions, like Birth of a Nation or something? Because I haven't. No, you know, I haven't. But now that uh, Mike brought that up, like I'm over here thinking about it. And it, it's got to be a unique experience for sure, you know, because you'll be able to hear the music probably in the background. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, just the narrator saying what's going on. So a unique experience. I was in a class about uh, literature of the Holocaust, mm-hmm. and this was in college, and our teacher showed us the propaganda film Triumph of the Will, mm-hmm. directed by uh, by Lenny Riefenstahl and all that. And um, because it's all in German, I had no idea what he was saying, and nobody was actually uh, transcribing it for me or, you know, describing the, reading the subtitles. Nobody was reading that out to me. So, yeah, that... It was cool to hear them, you know, barking everything out in German, but otherwise I didn't really get much out of it. Mm. Oh, funny enough, I took a similar class out at U of I in Champaign. Um, it was called the Holocaust in Context or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so we also saw some of those propaganda videos. And like you said, like I could hear, based on the tone, like I could tell that, you know, this was all um, propaganda Mm-hmm. But obviously, I couldn't understand what was going on. And yet, there were in some other classes where we watched uh, video clips that were maybe in Spanish. You know, the other kids or the other students could read the subtitles. But with me, you know, since I am fluent in Spanish, like I mm-hmm. could easily understand it. I'm like, all right, at least here's something that I can understand. <laughs> Orange <laughs> so. is the new black. That is fun. When you get to the. When you get to the to the flashbacks from the Dominicans, and then you know you get to see the how they grew up and everything. Yeah, sure. that was fun. Sure. Yeah. Well, this has been a quite the enlightening discussion. I a lot a lot to take in here. I mean, we invented a new thing called blind, blind culture. culture. We learned all about 
some pretty interesting stuff about you know the differences in how media portrayal are important and how we take in media and I mean this has been quite fascinating. M- Mike, you're cited, but we'll adopt you as a member of the blind culture. Hub. Thank you. Do I? Get, I, need, I need some sort of like token. I need like a badge. Here's your badge. You, you put BC. You write it out, and when you get some blind person coming up to you talking about because BC and Braille equals because. Yeah, interesting. So, <laughs> well, this has been a great show, Brett. Feel better soon, Jose. Thank you for sitting in with us today. It was wonderful. It was great to have you, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. 